Blackhawks Live. That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Now we got a scrap. It's going to be Truba and Riley Stillman. Stillman has Truba bent over the boards at the Hawks bench. Hit him with a couple of right hands. He's a really good player. Obviously, he's a young player and plays in the D zone very well. Um, moves the puck very well. You want a guy like that on your team, he plays hard. He'll stick up for teammates, and you really need a guy in the dressing room like that. Blackhawks Live. Here's Joe Brand with Chris Bowden. Really thankful that the great Ernie Scatton included that Riley Stillman throwdown with Jacob Truba a few weeks ago when Truba laid a hit on Jujar Kara. Kara went into concussion protocol. He has been back, but definitely interested in asking Riley Stillman about a little throwdown with Jacob Truba. How's it going, everyone? He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. This is Blackhawks Live. You're listening to 720 WGN. Chris, it's been a quick turnaround and unfortunately kind of just more of the same going on in the hockey world right now. Uh, which game do you want to talk about Which uh, <laughs> since our last show? Boy, uh, yeah, we're, we're doubling up on shows since the last time the Blackhawks played a game, and it's really... Really unfortunate, but uh, hopefully this scenario plays itself out. We are seeing some adjustments in how uh, we're handling this with uh, positive tests, with uh, a lack of symptoms, uh, the NBA going ahead and doing that. We don't know if the NHL will eventually uh, shorten those quarantine times for players who are fully vaccinated and uh, are, aren't very symptomatic. So, you know, perhaps we'll get to that point here with uh, the NHL decision makers. The NBA made an adjustment today, and uh, hopefully we'll at least see Blackhawks hockey come New Year's Day. They're not playing again until next year now. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. It's the differences in testing and protocols and limitations. And uh, But let's also you know, be clear, the NHL goes to Canada a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, with harsher and stricter restrictions up there north of the border and then just with more travel being involved across the border, that's what's coming to play a lot too. Um, and, and that was the thing. Once, once tomorrow's game against Columbus got postponed, you thought it was pretty much inevitable for that other shoe to drop on Winnipeg, and unfortunately it has. Yeah, and and uh, so, so uh, what have you been doing all this time? It's about time you got back to work, Joe. Yeah. Uh, how, how was practice today? Uh, definitely shaking off some rust, like a lot of other people. Um, but uh, yeah, that's actually something that Alex DeBrinkett talked about at practice, was you know, it's kind of good for these guys to release some energy, to get things moving after laying around for a couple of days. And you know, something else that I, I asked Connor Murphy about was, is it, is it simpler this year to go through this because you have experience going through it already? Or is it more frustrating because, okay, here we go again with all these pausings and postponements? And basically his answer was, it's more frustrating because this year we started getting back into into that rhythm of mm-hmm. not having those pauses of some sort of normality. And, you know, you get back to what you're used to. And then everything gets slammed on the brakes once again. But yeah, for this Hawks team, I think it's got to be extremely frustrating, not only for a two-week break, which it's now come to, but a couple of players started finding their grooves offensively, like Jonathan Taves. That now has to be stopped abruptly again. And uh, just the other part of it, having to bounce back from all this and, and try to get back into that 
uh, successive play and, and move into everything that was working so well before. Yeah, and uh, I guess the good news out of this, uh, th- there is no good news when you hear that Marc-Andre Fleury has gone into COVID protocol, and we're not sure how long he has been in it because this is the Blackhawks' first activity since practicing last Tuesday. Perhaps he's already been in for, for several days, or we don't know if today was the first day that he uh, you know, uh, maybe reported to practice and, and got that positive result back. But the the good, you know, Akib Talib on the Bears broadcast yesterday yesterday made a reference of the good thing about COVID, um, <laughs> and there isn't any good thing about COVID. But the good news related to this is these postponements that the Blackhawks have had from their standpoint. They're not playing the games, but uh, if we're talking about uh, some some a number of players. Uh, testing positive. Right. That has not been the case with the Blackhawks. Kelvin DeHaan was the only guy previously on that list. He came off today as Mark Andre Fleury went on. Otherwise, it was you know a, a full boat practice. So evidently, it's Columbus and Winnipeg who are having these issues. And you know the Blackhawks, in one sense, lucked out with all the difficulties that Nashville was having in that second to last game before. Uh, the, the Blackhawks uh, uh, and the rest of the NHL, for, but for the Blackhawks schedule, they went uh, you know uh, away for a while, extended this pause over the holiday break. But you know, fortunately for the Blackhawks, uh, it, it appears as though that there hasn't been you know a, a rash of infections here affecting them roster wise. Right, and and actually that's a thought that had escaped my mind. That's part of it too. It seems like the Hawks have been taking precautions and have been going about this the right way. But let's be honest, going through all of this, it just kind of seems like COVID picks and chooses who Mm -hmm. it wants. And now, even though people are vaccinated, they are still coming down with it with uh, lighter symptoms, though, of course. Um, But then this whole Calgary game, which is slated to go on the second after the new year, you know, it, it, we talked about all the complications of games against teams up in Canada. That that's a realistic thought. That okay, maybe they come back and they only play that one game. So you got to work towards work back from that as well. But everything you just had to say about Mark Andre Fleury, the team was kind of mentioning that today too. If you're going to be missing your top goaltender, at least it's during this time where the not the entire, but the majority of the league is just kind of on a pause right now. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take advantage of that missed time. And like we were saying earlier, Calvin DeHaan was on a non-COVID-related illness. Then he went to a COVID-related illness, and now he's back from COVID protocol. So, I mean, if if you crunch those numbers, it seems like, okay, he had avoided actually testing positive for the virus, or at least after a few other tests had cleared through. But I, I think it's going to come down to what is the testing procedure going to look like for this league moving forward? Because otherwise, this is going to continue happening. And it's not saying that's the right thing or the wrong thing. It's just what is going on. The more you test people, the more you're going to have positive tests. And I'm not saying to hide tests or hide positivity, but the Blackhawks are 100% vaccinated. And Derek King even said today the majority of their team is boosted. Mm -hmm. And right now... Calvin, or I'm sorry, Mark Andre Fleury, the only guy in COVID protocol, and that's that's again just something frustrated that frustratingly for the Hawks right now that they are probably doing everything that they could be and should be doing, and yet 
they're still unable to play a game. And uh, it's going to be hard to, to get back into that rhythm once uh, play resumes. Yeah, and, and at least they, they have a guy who's ready to slide right in, uh, in, in Kevin Lankinen. Uh, he, he's no Marc-Andre Fleury by any means, but by the same token, he showed a whole bunch of promise last year when given that opportunity, and lately here has been performing very well in net, too. So uh, whenever the Blackhawks do get back into action, if, if uh, Marc-Andre is not available, Kevin Lankinen's there, and uh, Colin Delia had been playing well in Rockford, too. Uh, over his last uh, handful of games. So he got the call up today. And, you know, one thing, uh, error one on on me during our last show, because uh, we were talking about the Blackhawks participating in the World Junior Championships, which are now underway. We were talking with uh, Mel Pearson of Michigan about going up against Landon Slaggart and Wyatt Kaiser. Slaggart scores a goal in the first game against Slovakia last night. Kaiser with a primary helper on that goal by Slaggart. But really, I, I won't say the most important Blackhawks prospect on that team, USA, uh, because you know Slaggart and Kaiser have certainly shown well to this point, and Slaggart was part of that gold medal winning team last year. But Drew Camesso, the former second round pick from a couple of drafts ago out of Boston University, he is the starting goalie for Team USA, and he also showed well in the opener last night with twenty three saves. Well, you just took away my question for the free Boykey's oh, really? prize pack giveaway, but that's this. okay. We didn't go over that's this. all right. That's we'll all right. Just on the fly live radio <laughs> we got yeah we've got to stop uh, creating these questions and and figuring out to look up the answer for the question mid-show but uh yeah why don't we just go ahead and say what was the score of the usa slovakia game last night if you call in 312-981-7200 easy to find easy to find yes give us the score because chris already told us which blackhawks prospect scored the game-winning goal if you give us the score, you win a Boykies prize pack. Again, be sure to check out Boykies.com. That's B-O-I-K-E-Y-S.com. You'll get some biltong, a hat. We've had some very satisfied customers in the past. Again, 312-981-7200. Give us the final score of Team USA's win over Slovakia last night in the World Juniors. All right, we got another break to take, but... Chris brought up a good point about Colin Delia getting his return to the Blackhawks roster. We'll go in on that a little bit and what this Blackhawks team did look like before this gigantic break. So we got that. And again, giving away a Boyke's prize pack. 312-981-7200. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Flower is just an absolute amazing human being, amazing athlete. And to be around him, you know, is really, you know, special, really fortunate. So, you know, obviously, you know, it bumps me down you know, a little bit, but I think for me, my attention and my focus is on, okay, like what can I learn, you know, from him? He's, you know, played so many, you know, NHL games and, you know, so many playoff games as well. So he's obviously done, you know, very many things right. And, you know, for me, it's like, okay, how can I, you know, kind of like stand on his shoulders a bit, hopefully, and, you know, take, take some pointers away. Um, So just kind of be a sponge around him. I thought those were some pretty cool, prominent words by Chris Delia. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. Chris Delia was just recalled up from Rockford. Uh, the Blackhawks said had to bring him up with Marc-Andre Fleury now in COVID protocol. But, Chris, you very well know the, the saga that Colin Delia has had to deal with over the past couple of years where Hawks had a a lot of goaltending depth and then heading into this year it was still kind of a fight for a trio between Kevin Lankin and Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia then all of a sudden they go out and they trade for Marc-Andre Fleury they acquire him and Colin Delia's role 
changes a whole heck of a lot. But uh, to hear him say that he looked at that as some way to benefit him, uh, I thought was a pretty pretty inspiring thing to hear. Yeah, he's been a good soldier through all this. First, it was Robin Leonard a couple of years ago, and uh, and then uh, you know with uh, with Lankinen, uh pretty much winning winning the job uh, last year along with Malcolm Subban after Subban was acquired in the Robin Leonard trade. You know, uh, he could go around, you know, talking about how he's uh, how he's gotten the shaft with this organization. And, you know, probably there are moments internally where he does feel that way. But nevertheless, he keeps answering the bell. And uh, one of these days, I think he's going to get one, uh, another large opportunity, whether it's with the Blackhawks or somebody else down the road. And, um, you know, he's he's, uh, you know, a couple of years have passed now. So he's uh, not exactly a spring chicken, but he's he's really been a team player when it comes to that. And. From all the reports we hear from both Derek King and, and everyone else down in Rockford, not hanging his head, uh, getting to work every day, and he certainly expressed that. I know when he was talking with you guys in the media today, how you know he, he cannot simply allow that to happen. If he's going to make something out of his NHL career, he can't get caught up in that. It's all about just taking it day by day and and grinding it out, and and hopefully one day that break will come again for him. It's also been this kind of common theme with anybody that comes up from Rockford. Now, these are all different circumstances. Brett Connolly, Colin Delia, uh, let's see, Reese Johnson, another guy that I remember when he came back up, he talked about just not uh, or fully utilizing that time down in Rockford, not letting it just go and making sure you take advantage of it. Brett Connolly uh, spoke that to the high heavens his first media day since returning to the team. But it, it was kind of cool to see that constantly be uh, the general assessment for all these players. Like, that seems to be the message. And I remember Jeremy Colleton preaching this a lot, but it seems like that message has continued now with Kyle Davidson and Derek King that, okay, when you go down there, don't just go down there with a rough attitude. If you think you deserve to be up there, then show it. Then prove us that. But but go down there and take advantage of the playing time. It seems like Brett Connolly definitely did that, and he's a guy that could go that whole route of you know claiming you should be entitled to more than what uh, the task at hand is at the moment. Now, unfortunately, Brett Connolly's going to have to sit out the next four games after uh, the hit he had on Tanner Carroll back in Dallas. But I, I bring all this up because now that this team and the NHL is going into a taxi squad situation, mm-hmm. that could come into play of being very valuable where these guys down in Rockford are taking advantage of that time so that you might need a handful of guys to pitch in right away rather than just one guy here, one guy there. Yeah, and it's a tough circumstance, um, but I think every team... And I know Derek King talked about this a little bit today when he was asked about it after practice. You know, uh, do you just do you, do you take all the best guys, knowing that there's a rule in place? I believe it's what twenty days. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't gotten into an NHL game, they're going to have to. You're going to have to go back uh, down to Rockford if you have not been utilized. So, um, I would think under these circumstances, with so many teams losing players and so many games being postponed due to COVID, until if knock on wood, and until we get all through this, I would imagine most of these teams are going to be bringing up uh, most of the uh, best players. If uh, It's up to six, so you know maybe they'll bring you know, uh, four of the top guys and bring an extra two so that if you have to work that shuttle back and forth, if guys haven't been 
participating in games and are forced to go down after that limit of three weeks or so, um, you know, uh, you still want a, a player who's been playing and been productive down at the AHL level to, to come up and hopefully help your team if you're under that circumstance where you're, where you're trying to find guys to, to fill in for those who are unavailable. We've still got a Boykey's prize pack to give away. 312-981-7200. Call in and let us know the game-winning score, the, the, the just the score, two numbers, two numbers for Team USA beating Team Slovakia last night in the World Juniors. Team USA is off until tomorrow. They're going to play Sweden as they try to uh, continue as champions after taking down Team Canada last year. But um, again, 312-981-7200 if you can give us the winning score for Team USA over Slovakia last night. Also, Riley Stillman's going to be joining us after the news coming up shortly. We'll talk to him about this pause and the impact he's made on this team so far. Do you got a favorite thing you like about Riley Stillman at all? Or, or just something that really He's a good out? talker. He is a good talker. <laughs> Actually, You're right. We had we had Riley on uh, one of the shows late last season, and I think it was also one of those circumstances where um, we we would have a guest on, and then in the following week before the next show, he would score uh, he would score a goal. And oh, in Riley's was... instance, it was his first NHL goal. Um, but we had a lot of fun with him last year because you know he's got a brother who at the time was heading into the draft, and now his brother Chase has been drafted was a first rounder this past year. And uh, we were also joking a, a little bit about uh, the the fact that you know his dad had a very productive NHL career. And he used to play in the OHL while his dad would be coaching Sudbury. Uh, uh, Riley was was playing for a couple of other OHL teams, how they chirped each other back and forth when wow. uh, he was going up against his father as, as an opponent. And now I'm kind of curious to hear, uh, now that his father is an assistant with the Arizona Coyotes, they've only met once so far this year. But Riley had an assist in the Blackhawks' two-one victory That's over right. Arizona at the United Center. So I'm uh, I'm wondering uh, if there was any uh, yakking back and forth between <laughs> father and son after that uh, game in November at the United Center. Yeah, who's the better smack talker, Riley or his dad? Exactly. That, that'd be a good question to ask. <laughs> yeah. So uh, also anxious to to find out, you know, uh, what he did with his with his time uh, during these these five days off. Whether there was any type of family reunion, whether that was frowned upon, but. Uh, you know, I, I joke that he's a, he's a good talker. We love that about him, but he's also brings a, a little bit more of a physical presence to that back end. As you played in the in the highlight, a, a stand up guy for his teammates, and uh, a really solid solid stay at home guy. And you know, a, a nice little acquisition from a depth standpoint on the blue line that uh, he was acquired with Brett Connolly, as a matter of fact, and Henrik Borgstrom, who we've also had on the show a little bit earlier in this season. And Borgstrom, I understand, at practice today was uh, back between a couple of very talented guys uh, on his wing, too, as, as uh, he returned from, from COVID protocol. Yeah, Derek King was talking about how uh, maybe it's not even a matter of who plays center, just that somebody needs to play center in between Alex Debrinkit and Patrick Kane. But... And how he would volunteer, too. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I'd like to see how that shapes out. But, uh, but yeah, you know, and, and Derek King's been tinkering lines all year long, and uh, Henrik Borgstrom has been bounced around. Of course, Dylan Strom has as well. But, you know, Riley Stillman, as we kind of circle back, he's just a guy that's been a spark plug for this team. I, I have drawn out the comparison of him being like Brandon Hagel in terms of that spark plug role, but more importantly, just a guy that seems to uh, be well-liked in the dressing room right away as he joined this team. And uh, we're excited to talk to Riley after the news. Until we get there, we're going to send it over to the WGN News uh, 
uh, station. And after that, Riley Stillman here on Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. The way he, his attitude, the way he plays, he brings a lot of energy. I, I always say he's like that junior player, your first year playing junior hockey, you're all over the ice and you're blocking everything, you're fighting everything, you're you're doing anything you can to stay stay on your junior team. And, and he brings that to our team. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's fun to watch. That's Blackhawks interim head coach Derek King with some high praise once again for Riley Stillman. I'm Joe Brand, joined alongside WGN-TV's Chris Bowden. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. We're still giving away a Boyke's prize pack, 312-981-7200. The first caller that can tell us how did Team USA win last night against Slovakia? What was the final score of that game of the World Juniors? Uh, but again, waiting on Riley Stillman to call in and talk about this ongoing year with the Hawks, who will not be playing until, as of right now, Saturday. That's New Year's Day in Nashville against the Predators. And at that point, Chris, it'll be a two-week hiatus from playing games. Their last game, it's hard to believe, back on December 18th against the Dallas Stars. And the day before that was against the Nashville. Yeah, it would just go, it would just figure that the Blackhawks would have to resume play against Nashville, a team that has given them so many problems over the last few years. But hey, it's a game, and who knows? Maybe Nashville will be off their usual game a little bit uh, because uh, the, the the goals come few and far between, unfortunately, against the Nashville Predators, as uh, proven in that uh, game before uh, the uh, Blackhawks fell to Dallas. The only two overtime losses that they have suffered so far under Derek King. But uh, maybe a, a new year and a uh, fresh start after this pause will uh, help the Blackhawks figure some things out when they uh, hopefully do face Nashville on uh, Saturday afternoon. And again, coincidentally, you know, the Hawks were supposed to play Dallas in back-to-back games. Now it's going to be, if the schedule continues, Nashville two out of the next three games in their sequence. We now join Riley Stillman, who's joined us on Blackhawks Live. Riley, what's the challenge level been like right now as you guys are basically getting ready for the next game and the next game keeps getting further and further away you know what the, the it got pushed back there with a bit of a break and stuff like that and you're kind of stuck in limbo but guys are staying positive we got a longer break than we normally get at christmas for for time to spend with our families and stuff like that so you could feel it at the rink today guys are excited to be back and we just want to start playing again well, uh, what, how did you utilize all this uh, this time off? I know you hadn't practiced since Tuesday. They told you, to, uh, all right, get away from it all. We're taking a little bit longer break than expected before we resumed practice on Monday. Uh, how was your holiday break, and how was your Christmas? Was there family time involved? Yeah, there was family time involved, which is nice. And I was able to stay in the gym every day. Uh, it's nice that having my brother with me there, there's the two of us. So we were able to be in the gym actually every day through the holiday, which is exciting and yeah, you're not skating, but sometimes it's good just to step away and, and kind of use that as a mental reset, time with family, focus on the important things that way before we get back at it. Riley, it's been a very exciting year for you. You're, you're just making uh, a lot of moments on this team, but I think the biggest one was probably when you went up against Jacob Truba after he laid the hit on Jujar Kara in the game a couple weeks ago at the United Center. How did that come about? Was there talk among the bench of, all right, who's going to go after it? and you stand up and say, hey, it's going to be me? Or was that something all on your own, all on your own doing? I mean, there's a little... It, not, but guys know there, there's, I think guys wanted a piece of them. There's a couple guy here or there. And I jumped at the first opportunity I could to protect my teammate. Obviously that's something that you don't want to see with Scooch getting knocked out like that. But I didn't hesitate when I had the opportunity to do it. Cause I know that he'd be the first guy over the boards. If 
had I been in his position. So uh, I didn't even think twice. I don't know if there's a little talk on the bench. Sometimes there is. Ford and Deer a little different. But I didn't even think twice as soon as I saw him. Yeah, kind of that uh, uh, an unwritten code, if you, if you will, I think. And, and unfortunately, you've seen in the span of a couple of weeks uh, a couple scary incidents like that. And it, and it is just part of the game. And I think uh, uh, there's not a whole lot of, in Brett's case, there wasn't a whole lot of premeditation. It was just it was just boom, boom, and a guy happens to be looking the other way. Um, how, how frightening has it been, though, to be – we all know it's part of the game, but to, to see a couple of those incidents come so close together in games you are involved in, um, how much does it give you pause, and, and how, how much do you have to work a little bit extra hard to kind of set that aside – uh, once the the incident is over, you you wish for the very best, whether it's Jujar or Tanner Kara Caro, and try to get on with the business of a game. How challenging is that mentally after something like that happens in a game? You know what? It's tough because we all play hard, right? We're in the position where you want to win, you want to play hard, and you want to do all those things. And not, but it's part of the game. It's not something you want to see. It's an unfortunate sort of part of the game that happens, and it obviously sucks that we're so many close together with. Juge and McDonald and then Kiro and stuff like that. So it's obviously scary when you see that and you see them wake up and you see them get stretchered off and you try and do your best you can to just kind of have a reset, take a deep breath, say, you know what, he's going to be okay. Let's get back to work here. Uh, and it's challenging. There's times where that's hard. I mean, from everything that I've heard with with uh, Kiro, he was here in Chicago before and the way Juge is as a, as a human being, that's a tough tough thing when you lose a guy like that but once you know that it's they're okay and we're gonna be okay it's like we got to get back to work we got to reset however that is riley stillman kind enough to join us here on blackhawks live tonight riley so many of your teammates and head coach has had high praise for you who's been one of the most helpful teammates for you though so far this year i think jake mccabe and, and seth jones have been for me obviously jonathan taze and that pitcher too is our captain is our leader he's helped me a lot but with caber sort of a bit more style of a play similar Seth obviously is a little different but just looking at things different through a different eye how Seth sees things and how he sees the game how he moves the puck stuff like that and then with Caber him and I play a lot alike so to be able to lean on him about different situations has really helped me progress my game and, and hopefully continue to strive to take that to the next level you use the phrase uh, seeing the game uh, a different way um how much? How much is has just getting a reset with with Derek once he came aboard here? Um, obviously, a very very difficult start, and I know you guys. A lot of you guys look at yourself in the mirror for uh, things not working out with Jeremy at the start of this year. But what has uh, what has Derek uh, brought to the table in terms of kind of hitting the reset button here and you guys finding a little bit more success under his guidance? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, obviously, you never want to see something like that happen when the coach getting fired and someone's livelihood getting when they get like gold, but, and Jeremy was a good person and, and I hold him in a very high regard, but having Kinger come in was a breath of fresh air, something that we needed as a group. I mean, we started basically pretty much 0-9. So him coming in, bringing a different energy, bringing a different outlook, like I said before, with how he wants to play, how he holds people accountable, was really nice to have bring into our room and gave our room some life. And we have progressed greatly since, since those dark days at the start of the year. Speaking of bringing the room some life, I feel like you've done a really good job of that this year, too. Is that something that's always been a part of your game? Is that something that you feel like you need to actually try to do, or does that just happen whenever you hit the ice? I think it's one of those things that just happens for me. Um, I, I want to do the best I can for my team, 
whatever that may be, whether that's a hit or a shot or stepping up to protect a teammate or anything like that. Um, it's just something I bring in, and luckily the guys appreciate it the, w- the way that they do. And I want to bring energy because I think positivity is contagious, right? And, and when you're positive and things are going well and you have an opportunity to win every night, that's what makes hockey fun. Uh, I know at practice today, it was a, a good chunk of time spent on on that penalty kill, which has taken a little bit of a, a dip here. So strong early on in the season, but uh, a lot of penalties have been taken, unfortunately, lately in the last in the last several games. And the opponent has come up and uh, jumped up and bit you a couple times as, as far as that is concerned. Um, was it just one of these things that, that usually happens during the course of a season? You're going to have some ebbs and flows uh, with the special teams here and there, and and what kind of things were you kind of tighten, uh, trying to tighten up here at practice today for whenever you get back into game action? I think I think it's one of those things where you just got to tighten it up, go things, take things down to the basis of what they are, and and simplify it. That's how you come back to have success. There's highs and lows for everything, from five on five to special teams and all that stuff. But you know what? We we spent some time today working on on forecheck and, and how we want to play the end zone and just taking it down to the roots of, the, of what a PK is and the commitment to that so that we can have success moving forward. You were saying during the Christmas break you got some family time. Did you get any pond hockey time? <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> Lake isn't frozen at home right now, so uh, I wasn't able to do that. But it was just it was, it was really nice. A couple of years ago we were able to do that. Now with the way the weather is, it, we, for, unfortunately we weren't able to do that. Although I was hoping we could, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you said you spent some time with little bro there. How's uh, how's Chase doing? I was looking up his numbers. He's almost a point per game guy in, in, in Sudbury this year, and uh, you haven't had to uh, deflate the ego at all now that he's a big shot first round draft pick from uh, from this past summer, huh? Uh, a little bit. He gets his digs in at me here and there, and I make sure I put him in his place when it comes down to it. But he, you know what? He, he's good. He's progressing. They obviously their team got hit by COVID, and they're a younger team, so. They're coming in the right direction. He's growing as a player and as a person and learning who he is and the style he needs to be turning into a pro here in the next couple of years. So he's taking another step. And, and the thing with our family is we're looking for everyone to take another step after Christmas. Well, I'm sure, obviously, you grew up around the game with your dad playing and now coaching. Uh, I imagine Christmases of Riley Stillman's past have been very hockey-centric. Uh, what can you tell me your best holiday present that was hockey-related and one that wasn't hockey-related? I think the best present I ever got for Christmas was a hockey stick. I got a one-piece hockey stick because Dad would only ever let me use wood sticks up until I was about 14. Oh, so when wow. I saw that one piece underneath the tree, I was pretty excited. I was pretty excited. And then the other thing I want to uh, – I don't know. My favorite gift I probably got last couple of years in a row, actually, I've asked for tools because this isn't something I want to go get myself. So seeing those under the tree has made me pretty happy. <laughs> Mr. Fix-It, Riley Stillman, I guess. Uh, hey, I remember talking to you on the show last year about uh, you know how – used to uh, oppose your dad while he was coaching in the OHL. He was uh, coaching for Sudbury, and uh, you were with uh, Hamilton. I'm trying. Oshawa was the other. Was yep. the other or Hamilton and Oshawa? Yep. Okay, and so uh, this past November, when Dad rolls in with the Arizona Coyotes, and uh, you guys uh, end up beating him uh, two to one with the help of a Riley Stillman assist on one of those goals. Uh, any chirping involved uh, after that game or during that game? Uh, not so much during or after. I think it was more my mom giving it to him a little bit here, <laughs> saying, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta get going here against Rye." But no, it's good. I mean, he obviously wants the best for me, and I want the best for their team. But at the end of the day, when we compete head to head, there's no friends. 
He's not my friend, that's for sure. <laughs> Riley Stillman here on Blackhawks Live. Riley, we'll let you go, but now you got me intrigued. You, you've been asking for tools the past couple of years. Are you the handyman, or do you like to build stuff? What, what's that about? Uh, a little bit. I mean, handyman here and there, but it's something as you grow up you need. And, and now that I'm at the age coming here, 23, I can't phone Dad, hey, Dad, I need you to fix this. i got to learn how to figure out how to do it myself. <laughs> So, but I've always been kind of handy growing up and building decks and stuff like that. My uncle's a contractor and my dad and I built our dock and our decks. So, mm. uh, it's something that I enjoy doing, working with my hands. Well, good for you. Uh, not only uh, uh, can, are you a better uh, hockey player than I ever dreamed of being, but uh, you can, uh, if <laughs> well, you can fix you. things around the house, uh, you got the upper hand on me there because uh, I make things worse <laughs> rather than better. When yeah, I, you're when making I us all look bad is what Chris is saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just being a northern boy. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. Well, Riley, thank you so much. Best of luck uh, going through all this. I'm sure it's frustrating, but uh, best of luck at the upcoming practices and hopefully the next game on Saturday. Will do. Thanks very much, guys. All right, thank you very much. That's Riley Stillman of the Blackhawks. Uh, man, not only can he... Uh, Tool time. He, yeah, Tool right? time with Riley Stillman. Not only can he re-energize a team, but he can fix a faucet, <laughs> too. We've got Allison and DeKalb, who believes uh, they have the answer to final score of the USA-Slovakia game from yesterday. Allison, what can you tell me the score was? It was three to two. Hey, so. look at that! We caught we got a couple of we got a people that texted in that uh, gave us the wrong score. Two people, different scores. Not sure what they're searching, but uh, Allison, you I are correct. So. Congratulations! I, oh well, thank you so much. This is a nice uh, uh, post Christmas gift for our family. <laughs> so, did I'm you watch the game, Allison? It. I did not. I did not. Um, unfortunately, we had a hell of a lot of Christmas going on over the weekend. Well, you got several so, more games. This thing runs through uh, for for Team USA. Hopefully, in the three Blackhawk prospects, hopefully, it's got a a couple of weeks to run here, and they're back in action tomorrow against Switzerland. So, uh, good on you to get the final score and uh, enjoy the prize pack. All right, thank you ever so much. All I'm right. excited. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you very much, Allison. Happy holidays. Uh, so she wins a Boyke's prize pack. Again, Boyke's, it's Biltong. It's not beef jerky, but it's just like it. It's just better, healthier for you as well. Check out Boyke's.com, B-O-I-K-E-Y-S.com. Use the promo code WGN Radio to get 10% off your first order. Okay, we got to put a bow on this show. Chris Bowden and I will wrap things up on Blackhawks Live next on 720 WGN. Yeah, it was. It was nice to just, you know, see the the family, spend some quality time with them. Uh, my oldest was home from hockey, so it was good to see him and just kind of kick the feet up and uh, walk the dog and uh, just enjoy it. I'm glad he didn't say kick the dog. <laughs> that would have been quite walk the, the feet, kick the dog. We don't want that. Dog. That would have been quite the tongue twister of Derek King. Right back to where we started from here, talking about postponements and lack of hockey. He's Chris Bowden. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to the end of Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Hawks are off still until Saturday as they'll visit the Nashville Predators on uh, New Year's Day. And, uh, man, I I feel like the safest game for the upcoming future has probably got to be the Winter Classic. And I don't mean to get ahead of myself or speak like I have some insight, but that game's outdoors, mm-hmm. so maybe uh, that's the safest game for the upcoming future right now. Yeah, we'll be interested to see how uh, how Minnesota does it, 
and uh, this is obviously re- real important to, to the league. It's always one of those trademark right. events, and and uh, uh, you know when when the Blackhawks were involved in those uh, outdoor games, it was always a highlight of the season, even though they didn't have very much success in any of those outdoor games, except for the one in Soldier Field that was kind of like a snow globe, a blizzard when they took on uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh yeah, but. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure there there is a, a an urgency that the the league wants definitely wants that game uh, to be played, and uh, I didn't realize until yesterday, two days ago, it was a night game. So uh, and that uh, you know, I thought maybe the Blackhawks were going to be going head to head against that, and that that didn't that didn't make any sense because uh, the league wants all eyes on that one particular game when it's played. I'm not sure if there are going to be any conflicts this year, but uh, it's it's a night game up in Minnesota and. Involving two teams that the Blackhawks know very well. You're absolutely right, and I I didn't realize that either. And I don't think there's ever been a Winter Classic where it's been a night game. Well, I think oh, they have had instances where they've had to push back the start because of temperatures or because of glare. I remember uh, one year it was raining. I think it was a Washington Pittsburgh game. I want to say a Washington Range. I can't remember what it was. It was in Washington though, and the weather was rainy and it was warm, and they had to push it back all the way to prime time and you know even even last year when they had those games in that wonderful setting at Lake Tahoe mm-hmm. they had issues where it got warmer than expected and all of a sudden uh, they stopped the game, what, it was after the first period or the second period at some point and decided to pick it up several hours later when the conditions would warrant. So uh, usually in Minnesota you're pretty safe as yeah. far as as far as the uh, temperature conditions are concerned for hockey. That's kind of what I was thinking too. I, I've had this thought for a couple of years and I think it'd be way well, it would be way too complicated to do it this year, but maybe in the future because, I mean, let's face it, these Winter Classics have now been going on since 2008, 2009, I think the first one was, with mm-hmm. Buffalo, um, and then, of course, the Hawks and Red Wings were in the next one. But why not make the All-Star Game the Winter Classic? Why not make it that way? That way, you know, a lot of times the NHL will pick the successful teams or the teams that will draw big ratings. And, mm-hmm. you know, for those two reasons right there is why the Blackhawks were in so many uh, over the past couple of years. But, you know, you get a team and you get a fan base that normally wouldn't get to see one of their players performing in a Winter Classic. And you get to have it in a game that doesn't matter, but I get it. That's kind of that's some of the prominence of it that this game does matter, and there is snow coming down. But I always thought, okay, take a place like uh, like Colorado. You could have the skills competition in the arena the night before, and then the Winter Classic is the All Star Game. Yeah, interesting thought. I think what it comes down to is marketing, though. The more big events that you can get people's eyes on, yeah, and the more you can sell it, and the more you can promote it, uh, that, that's probably. But but it is, yeah, a real interesting idea. Maybe one of these years, you know, they'll do it in that fashion along with a Winter Classic. Do an All Star Game outdoors as well as a Winter Classic, and uh, yeah, it's all an effort to get more eyes on the league as, as much as possible. So, uh, interesting thought. Dear Mr. Bettman, hi, my name is Joe Brand. I have an idea for you. So, uh, go ahead. Have at it. Well, hey, I'm all about the gimmicky stuff, You got Gary on too. speed dial. I, I also, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, they had a, a college basketball game on, on one of those... Uh, uh, naval ships yeah. that landed airplane. Like I'm, I'm all about that kind of stuff. <laughs> believe me, but I just, I always thought, 
you know, the Winter Classics have been happening for a while now, and then they started doing the Stadium Series, so it wasn't like the Winter Classic was the only event that had it. But it is something very unique for the sport, and I'm not against it. I'm not here to say I'm against it whatsoever, but I think you're absolutely right. It it comes down to money, and it comes down to exposure, and and what are people going to be drawn into. Um, But I am excited to see Target Field turned into a a uh, ice rink. I think that's a really cool venue in itself, being a baseball field. Yep. I think yep. it's going to be a very cool ice rink, too. I, I take it you went to a couple of the outdoor games that the Hawks have done. Uh, well, I did go to... Uh, I only went to the Wrigley Field practice, uh, okay. practice day, but uh, I was at that Stadium Series game at Soldier Field, which was absolutely unbelievable. And of course, I was at the, the Winter Classic at Notre Dame, and I was really, really fortunate. I They plopped me right down uh, ice level uh, in one of the corners, and uh, so you're there with the uh, entire packed Notre Dame Stadium, all uh, looking down on the action just uh, happening a couple of uh, feet away. So I got a couple of uh, checks right in the plexiglass right <laughs> right before me to make sure I was awake a couple of times, and it wasn't that brutal out that day either. It was almost a perfect day for hockey, both overcast and uh, in the 30, 35-degree range at Notre Dame. Uh, but alas, it was another game where the Blackhawks were outside and they were on the short end of the score, unfortunately. So uh, hopefully they can get back to work here quickly. Uh, I didn't see anything. Uh, back at practice tomorrow, uh, is giving them a breather since they have this a couple of more days now before their next game? Are they planning on uh, going back to fifth third tomorrow, Joe? Yes, yes. Practice tomorrow uh, around 11 o'clock. And, uh, yeah. They've been resting too much already. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. So have the reporters, too. And, and I mean, I, I, it sounded like the players wanted to get back at it, too. Yeah. I mean, granted, everyone enjoys. Yeah, everyone enjoys a couple of days off. But once it's time to get back to work, it's time to get back to work. And again, you know, John Hansen and I were talking earlier. It's not so much like, oh, a nice break to kind of unwind and take a deep breath. But it's it's not so much a break when you don't know if you got to work in two days mm-hmm. or not. And and again, this is just us who talk and cover it. Those guys are creatures of habit, and you, yes. you know they're you know they're chomping at the bit. And and that's why it's going to be it's going to be very difficult to really uh, zone in on what the Hawks do on Saturday in Nashville because hey these guys have been off for two weeks Nashville's been off for even longer so it's it's just very finicky and uh, very difficult to get along with and you know unfortunately the NHL is taking this the hardest right now hopefully it can make a 180 before it gets any deeper yeah and we'll see uh, if the NHL makes a little bit of an adjustment like the NBA did but again you brought up a great point earlier too we, there there are Canadian teams involved and we're looking at a whole different uh, view of how some of those things are handled. You have to find a a happy medium here somewhere. So we hope the next time we talk to you, we'll actually have some games to break down. If if all goes according to plan, we'll be talking about two Blackhawk wins, one in Nashville, one at home against the Calgary Flames. Until then, our next Blackhawks Live will be January 3rd, 2022. A happy new year to everybody. Happy new year. 